you would think it would just be about the photos, but if it's more about the experience, that creates great photos. What would you do with an army of raving fans? How would that transform your business? Creating a five-star customer experience is the most important thing that you can do in your business. It will help you stand out, rise to the top, and save you thousands of dollars in marketing. I am obsessed with finding and creating five-star customer experiences. In fact, it's my superpower. On this journey together, you'll hear interviews with business owners at the top of their industries, sharing actionable strategies and tips to improve your customer experience and create your own army of raving fans. I'm your guide, Christine Huey. Welcome to the Five Star Experience Show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Experience Show. I'm your guide, Christine Huey, and I am so excited that you're here. Today, I have a phenomenal guest for you. I'm interviewing Wendy Norman of Apartment B Photography in Savannah, Georgia. She is a wedding photographer, and we cover a lot of ground in this episode. If you have ever wondered how to show up on your business page on social media, Wendy breaks down a step-by-step as to how she grew her business through social media. In fact, over 75% of her couples find her through Instagram. Secondarily, as you can imagine, being a wedding photographer, she was shut down for over two months. Yet, despite that, her business is having the best year ever because she was able to partner with local vendors and start a whole new offering called the Savannah Elopement Package. It is incredible. You're not going to want to miss this episode. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Wendy. It is so nice to have you here with me today. So hello from Nashville to Savannah. Thank you so much for having me. I love that I get to be on here with you. Well, thank you. When I decided to start this podcast, you were one of the top guests that I wanted to get on early on because I followed you on Instagram for probably three years, maybe four years now. And I just have fallen in love with you and your business because you do such a great job of sharing everything you do. And I just think that it is amazing. So Wendy, I want to set the stage for you because you are incredible. So I did some research. I know a ton about your business from Instagram, but looking at just your Google business page, you have over 60 reviews. All of them are five star. So I know that you are awesome at what you do. Do you mind sharing a little bit with our listeners about your business, Apartment B Photography? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I just hit seven years in Savannah back in May, which is kind of crazy and surreal. So I've been running my business um, as a wedding photographer here in Savannah since then. And I actually started back in Florida. So I've been shooting for about 10 years total now, Uh, seven years in Savannah. And I am literally hitting my five-year mark of being full-time with my business tomorrow um, as of when we're recording this. So it's really cool to get on here and be able to talk to you about all of this because it feels like I'm in kind of a milestone year for my business. So like you said, I'm a wedding photographer here in Savannah. I mostly have shot weddings, families, and proposals in the past. And then this year I have done a major pivot to focus more on elopements and intimate weddings. That makes total sense. Congratulations on five years full-time in your business. That's a huge accomplishment and huge milestone. Thank you so much. It's kind of surreal and very exciting. (laughs) 
Oh, it's amazing. What are you going to do to celebrate? Just real quick. Oh, that's a great question. I have a photo shoot tomorrow, so <laughs> I'm going to work to celebrate, apparently. Um, I don't know. I probably will get uh, some pizza on the way home from the photo shoot and just, you know, live it up in the like quarantine version of celebrating. <laughs> Eat some pizza on the couch. <laughs> hey, I love it. It works. So, As a photographer, I feel like you've really niched yourself down and you've said, not only am I going to photograph your wedding or your proposal or your family in these big life moments, but I want to make sure that the experience is joy-filled and super fun for you. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that, especially being somebody that always gets super nervous about being photographed. Yeah, absolutely. And that's very normal to be nervous in front of the camera. Pretty much everybody that I photograph, that's one of the first things that they say to me is that they've either never had pictures done before or they have had professional photos done, but it was really awkward and uncomfortable and they didn't feel like themselves. And so my entire goal as a photographer has been to make it more about the experience than the photos. And if you kind of almost reverse engineer it, like do the opposite of what you would think, you know, you would think it would just be about the photos, but if it's more about the experience that creates great photos, that's kind of the key to getting those personalities to show. And that's what my whole goal is. I want to show my clients personalities, whether it's a couple on their wedding day and they're like dressed to the nines, but they still want to look like themselves or it's a family on the beach and they're literally playing in the sand and splashing each other. Like it doesn't matter what scenario it is. People want to look at those photos and see themselves. They don't want to see like a fake version of themselves. So that's my entire goal is to create a great experience from the very first time we talk, whether it's on Instagram message or it's over email, all the way through the final delivery of the gallery that it's focused on them as individuals and not just as a number, not just as another client in a, you know, big pool of clients. Like I focus on each individual as if they're my only client and then they feel special and they feel cared for. And that comes out in the photos. I absolutely love that. I know you do a great job of capturing these really intimate looking moments and it's almost like you're not even there. So I'd love to hear what are some of your tips and tricks to make that happen? How do you ease the tension on the day of the photo shoot? Yeah, absolutely. So I use a technique called personality posing. I mean, I kind of named it that. It's not really an official technique, but essentially I did a lot of research between taking workshops early on in my career and learning from other photographers. And I found a few things that I found felt like they really worked well to bring out people's personalities. So movement is one of them and encouraging like talking, laughing, playing. And so what I've done is I, and I tell my clients that like right at the beginning, I say, Hey guys, here's my spiel. Like, this is how your photo shoot's going to go. I want you to feel like yourselves. You're I'll always tell you if something looks weird. So don't stress about that. If I'm not telling you that, that means you're doing great. And I want you to just keep doing more of what you're doing. So with that personality posing, you know, I might be like, Ashley, you're going to stand here and Garrett, you're going to start three steps behind her. You're going to walk up behind her, wrap your arms around her and you're going to whisper in her ear, blah, blah, blah. And I've got like a whole bunch of different things that I might say. (laughs) Everything from like your favorite vegetable and your sexiest voice to like (laughs) the thing that the way, um, way she looks today or something, you know, and what I'm doing is I'm kind of reading my couple. So 
if they've been already really silly and laughing a lot, I might give them one of the like more funny prompts. If they're on the more reserved side and they're kind of quiet, I might just say, you know, whisper in her ear how much you love her or like what you thought when you first saw her today or something like that. And so I can give that same posing prompt to every single couple. And I've got kind of the shot that I'm going for in mind. And it'll come out completely differently every single time because every couple is different. And the big difference is if I just had him already behind her, arms around her, and I was like micro adjusting the position of their heads and the expression on their faces, everyone would look the same. And that's not my goal. I want them to look like themselves. So that's why my poses and my prompts are helpful enough that you never feel like you don't know what to do with your hands, but open-ended enough to let your personality come out. I absolutely love that. I know that all of these things are things that I worry about whenever I get photos taken. I remember my wedding day and uh, it did not go that smoothly with our photographers. <laughs> I am sure that your that your couples absolutely love having you as their photographer. And personality posing. I love that this is your thing. So even though it's not a thing now, Look out, world. This I know. I, let's let's make it a Norman thing. thing. <laughs> yes, I want to make it a thing. And I honestly, I get that feedback from my clients a lot, the ones that have had professional photos taken. Like maybe they got their engagement photos taken wherever they live, and then they come to Savannah to do their wedding. And a lot of times they'll say, we got instructions that were so vague, we felt uncomfortable because they would just say like cuddle each other and that it's too open-ended where you're like, but what do I do with my hands? Am I cuddling her waist? Am I cuddling her shoulders? You know? And so I try to give enough instruction that they're never left wondering what to do, but let it kind of also be open-ended enough to let their personalities shine through whatever that looks like. I absolutely love that. Now, for those of you listening, the backdrop of all of these amazing photos is gorgeous Savannah. Now, Wendy, I know that you are obsessed with your city. You do an amazing job showcasing it, not just in your photos, but also all over Instagram. I want to hear a little bit. How did you fall in love with Savannah? What brought you there? And how did you decide that this is where you wanted to be? So ironically, it was a wedding that brought me here. <laughs> and that was before I was even really doing, I was doing a little bit of wedding photography back in Florida. But that was before I was like full-fledged wedding photographer. So my cousin got married here. I think it's been about nine years now. It was my first time visiting Savannah when I came to her wedding. And it was, you know, the quintessential Savannah wedding in a square at a reception space. It was right downtown. And I remember when I very first got to Savannah, I hadn't even met anybody or really talked to anyone. I had just walked around a little bit with my family. And I thought I found my people. Like I just had this like gut feeling of... I don't know what this city is. And this kind of came out of nowhere and I wasn't expecting it. And I'm guessing it's what people feel like when they fall in love. <laughs> I'm single, so I don't know TBD on if that is really how that works. But, uh, but you know, they, they have that feeling of just knowing that that's where they're supposed to be. That's exactly what I felt about Savannah the second that I got here. So I... I knew after that trip that just a couple days here that I wanted to live here and I started job hunting. At the time, I was not a full-time photographer, so I knew I would have to get a corporate job in order to move from Florida to Savannah. And it took me about two years after that time because it was right around the recession and it was not the optimal time to be job hunting. So I, yeah, it took me about two years until I got a job and got to move here. That's amazing. And now I... 
I mean, I only know you from Instagram, but I can't imagine you living anywhere else. I feel like Savannah just so clearly is your home when you talk about it and when I see your photographs. Yes, I agree completely. I I always tell people that Savannah feels more like home than Florida ever did. And like, I'll always be a Florida girl at heart. You know, that's where I grew up. But Savannah has my heart now. And it's I, I can't imagine doing this anywhere else. I love it. So what percentage of your couples are actually in Savannah? Like, do they live there or are people traveling to get married there and specifically to have you as their photographer? So it's a little bit of both. I would say probably 75% of my couples are destination weddings. So they live somewhere else, anywhere from as close as like across the river in South Carolina to Ohio and Texas and California. And I've even shot one couple from Oregon. Like it's, they come from everywhere. So we do have some locals and probably, yeah, about 25% of my weddings are, are local couples. So it's a really fun mix of people. That's amazing. I'm actually surprised by that answer. I expected it to be probably a little bit more skewed towards locals. That brings me to my next question. How do people find you? So mostly social media these days. Um, some of it is word of mouth. You know, the longer you shoot, the more couples you shoot, the more you get referred. And that's always wonderful. And of course, our wonderful wedding vendors here in Savannah, like we've got a great network of people and we refer each other. But I would say the top way people find me is Instagram. And then Google is probably second now that my SEO is better, thanks to my virtual assistant. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I do want to talk about the virtual assistant. But before we go there, I want to talk about social media. So for those of you that have that have a small business or have a business in general and have always wondered, okay, how do I use social media for my advantage? How do I show up? How do I uh, look at the difference between what is business stuff and what is personal stuff? How do I be the face of my business? Let me tell you, Wendy has this figured out. So if you don't already follow her, quick, take a note. Follow her at Apartment B Photography. It's at A-P-T-B Photo. Um, And it's amazing. But Wendy, I want to hear about all things social media. So how did you get into it? How do you leverage it? And how do you feel so comfortable in front of a camera sharing not just your business, but pieces of your life? Yeah. So I think I got on Instagram... I think it was 2013, like maybe not the very first year that it was launched, but like very shortly after that, back when I didn't really have a business, it was like a baby business. And I was not using Instagram to promote my business at first at all. Like the majority of what I was posting was things like I was trying to learn how to run a 5k. I did the couch to 5k program. I'd post like a photo of my shoes every morning, like as I went out to run. And Ironically enough, even though my Instagram account started with things that were not photography related, I think that that is how I started to attract people that were interested in my life and what I was sharing. I moved to Savannah in 2013. So it maybe even was 2012 when I started. I know I started Instagram when I was in Florida and then very shortly after moved to Savannah. So I... Yeah, I just started taking people along on my life, essentially. And especially when I moved to Savannah, I remembered thinking at the time I didn't have many photos to share because all of my professional photos I was doing were from Florida and I was trying to build a following here in Savannah. And when I very first moved here, I was shooting for another photographer and I wasn't allowed to use the images. So I was, you know, I was getting paid to shoot for her, but I was a second shooter. It was her weddings. And so 
I wasn't even like developing a portfolio. So I was thinking, how the heck do I get people like invested in what I'm doing and who I am when I don't even have like Savannah photos to share? So I would go on a walk um, during my break from my corporate job every day and I would take photos just of Savannah, like no people in them, just the trees and the buildings and just kind of opened up about what I was doing and why I loved this city and what I was learning and experiencing and and people really connected with that peak into my personal life that, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't just trying to sell something because I didn't even have anything to sell at the time. I was still just getting experience here and building a portfolio behind the scenes. And so I kind of took that very initial like dive into my personal life and I've kept that sort of feeling all the way through. Even now that I'm an established photographer, I have photos to share from photo shoots and weddings every week, but I still have that same feeling of like, here's who I am. Here's why I love Savannah. Here's why I love what I do. Here's random things about me that, you know, you may or may not want to (laughs) know all that good stuff. I absolutely love it. You wouldn't believe Wendy, how many times people either ask me like, Hey, do you know anybody? Does anybody know anybody that's using social media successfully in their business or somebody that wants like a friend that wants to move to Savannah? And I'm like, you've got to follow my friend, Wendy. Like we know each other intimately. And this is the first time we've ever spoken on this podcast. Yes. Yes. It's just amazing. Like you really cultivate this almost like relationship. And, um, that's really how we got to know each other a little bit more was when COVID hit, you were so honest about how it affected your business and you really showed up as you. And even on the hard days, you were like, guys, like this is a really hard day. And uh, this is what I'm going through right now. And this are the things that I'm thinking about. And uh, I know for me, being a business owner whose business was also shut down, it was like, oh man, somebody else is going through this too. And she understands how I feel. So we connected over messenger, but I want to talk a little bit more about that. So what happened when COVID hit and then where did you take it from there? Uh, yes. When COVID hit, yeah, <laughs> um, we remember that, that forever. lovely time of year, right before spring wedding season. <laughs> um, yeah. COVID hit literally right before, uh, I think I had shot two kind of like late winter weddings. Um, and then I was about to go into spring wedding season when COVID hit and yeah, it was, um, the scariest time in my business. And I watched, you know, all of my spring weddings got postponed. I was really lucky that I didn't have any fully cancel, but a lot of people in our town did have weddings just canceling left and right. And I just watched an entire spring of income, you know, (laughs) get postponed kind of indefinitely somewhere to the fall, somewhere to next spring. And I remember looking at other people on social media, and this is kind of held true through my entire time on social media, and thinking, I know it's not as good as everyone's making it out to be right now. People are putting on a brave face, or it's, there's also the flip side of like going too negative to where it's like all doom and gloom and there's no hope. And I was seeing kind of a mix of both. It was like people were either like, this is the actual end of the world, or they were just saying, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I was like, I just want to give the honest truth of what's going on. Like some days are good. Some days are bad. Here's why it's really hard as a wedding business owner right now. And, and yeah, so I just kept kind of showing up on social media really as authentically as possible in the midst of such a kind of crazy, stressful moment in life, which, you know, to go back to our social media conversation a little bit, that's, that's what I've done the whole time. Like I've 
I've never shied away from saying, hey, I struggle with anxiety or, hey, I had gained weight at one point and then I was working really hard doing CrossFit and a paleo diet to lose weight, you know, and I, I've, I've never shied away from saying, here's my struggles. And I think the reason that that works and I think that um, I'll kind of get into why I think that also worked in this COVID time that we're all living in is because people need to trust you before they're going to buy from you. So rather than just pretending like everything was okay and, you know, acting like everything was fine by showing up and saying, no, everything's not okay. I'll be okay, but it's not okay at the moment. People said, oh, like, that's, I feel that way too. Like I can identify with that. I trust that more than I trust the like rainbows and butterflies all the time. So I feel like that's what I've done on social media is really helped people learn to trust me by opening up being, being personal. And then by the time they become my client, it's like, we already know each other. They already trust me. They're willing to invest in what I'm doing. And then we can work together even better to create, you know, a great um, outcome for them. Wendy, you said one thing that really resonates with me, and that is, I think your followers, they become invested in you and they they become invested in your success. I know for me, I was like, man, like I want to see her succeed. I want to see Wendy be able to get back to work and photograph weddings and proposals and all the things that she loves doing. Because for me, it's like if I can see other small businesses get back to work, that is hope that my business is going to get back to business as well. So I know that you had a really tough time this spring, but you have really soared out of that tough time. And I know that you have launched a new project. Do you mind telling us a little bit about it and how it came about? Yeah, absolutely. So I, it's really crazy how something that you feel like is the worst thing that could happen to you turns out to maybe be a blessing in disguise and one of the best things that could have happened to you. And it almost feels like, should I even say 2020 and COVID is one of the best things to happen to me? But from a business perspective, it absolutely has been. I had had in the back of my mind for the last couple of years, this idea of an elopement package. And I'm not the first person to come up with this. It's a concept that already existed and we already had a few here in Savannah. But what I was noticing is that we had a missing chunk in the market. So we had a couple of packages that were extreme luxury, very expensive, you know, directed at a very specific kind of clientele. And then we had a few packages that were extreme budget, very, very cheap. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, going towards someone who maybe wanted to just kind of quick and easy and weren't as focused on the aesthetics or the experience that they were being provided. So I had had this in the back of my mind for a couple of years that I wanted to do an elopement package that kind of blended um, being affordable enough that we weren't, you know, turning everyone away, but also beautiful and focused on the aesthetics and the experience and being kind of a luxury experience of an elopement. And since I had had that idea and I sat on it for a long time and partly because, I mean, I'm sure, you know, as a business owner, when you're in like the heat of a heavy season, um, I'm sure it's kind of seasonal for you guys too, being, you know, so tourism based that there's just not often a lot of free time to try something new. Like it's a, you're just keeping your head above the water. You're just trying to serve all the awesome people that are coming your way. And those awesome ideas you have in the background kind of end up staying in the background. And what COVID gave me was two months of no photo shoots, not an, no ability to work. And 
not even new inquiries coming in because no one knew when COVID quarantine was going to end. So my typical shoots for the summer that would usually be booking kind of in the spring, like those weren't booking. And I just had kind of infinite free time that I have not had for the last seven to 10 years of my life. So what I did during that time is at first I let myself wallow because it was traumatic and we all needed to wallow and like lay on the couch and eat a lot of ice cream and watch Tiger King and just pretend like the world wasn't falling down around us. And then after probably a month of that, I said, okay, you know, I, I've still got an indefinite amount of time here on my hands and I can't just let my business fall apart. Like I, I just felt so strongly that especially going into my fifth year of business, I was like, I can't lose it at this point. Like that's just not negotiable for me. So what do I do? What do I do to pivot this? What do I do to make this work? And that idea of an elopement package had still been kicking around in my head. And all of a sudden we're seeing all these big weddings turn into elopements or at least smaller weddings. And I was like, this is it. This is the right time. This is when the world and couples in particular need this service. And so I just made it happen. I just did it. And I acted very uncharacteristic of myself. And I I basically launched before I was even ready. I, I didn't wait for it to be perfect. I just put it out there. I just got the vendors together. Um, so for people that are listening, I probably should back up and explain what the Savannah elopement package is, like what I'm actually doing here. So the Savannah Elopement Package is five vendors in one package. So you get photography, hair and makeup, bouquet and boutonniere, a cake, and an officiant. And it's for one set price, one contract to sign, one point of contact, rather than having to track down all five vendors and sort through all the different you know people that we have in Savannah available. So by putting it all together and making it in one package, it simplifies it so much for couples. And what I found is that whether you were a couple who had had a big wedding planned and either canceled their wedding or just wanted to go ahead and get married on their original date, or if it was a newly engaged couple that just never wanted to plan a big wedding period and they always wanted to keep it really simple, this was solving a problem for people. The problem of we're exhausted, 2020 is stressful, they're maybe on the third or fourth iteration of a wedding that they had already had planned, and this is taking all the work off of them. And it's just making it easy and stress-free and simple. And that was the entire goal. But also at the same time, keeping it beautiful and keeping the experience really high quality and luxury and special. I love that. I've got a couple of things to say about it. First of all, only a month? You only wallowed for a month? Like, <laughs> well, pl- that's impressive. Plenty, plenty of wallowing has happened in between since then. <laughs> But I think my type A personality couldn't handle wallowing longer. And I just had to like, I was like, I got to do something. (laughs) Yeah, I totally understand that. I feel like it was up and down for me. But for me, it was more like four months of just losing my mind nearly every day. So I'm very impressed with that. And what an amazing pivot and what a dream as a couple looking to get married because I've been through this and done it and getting a hold of all the vendors, trying to sort out like who's good, who's not, who's worth the money, who's not, like what do I expect? It takes so much work. And so uh, I think getting people, you know, like you already have this trust built around you and your brand. And I know you've done an amazing job partnering with wonderful vendors in Savannah. 
And you basically take all the hard work out of it, which is incredible. So I know that you love to invest in your community and you love to support small businesses in Savannah. So with these vendors, how did you find them? And, and how did you really bring the community together to create the Savannah Alomic package? Yeah, so I I do love our community. And I think something that Savannah has that I've heard we're very lucky in and that not every other city has is a really tight-knit wedding vendor community. Um, I've heard from other photographers and other wedding vendors in other cities that it's very cutthroat and that there's not a lot of like recommending or collaborating or working together to serve the couple. And I feel like in Savannah, it's, it's kind of a different mindset. We kind of feel like a family. We like to refer to each other. I mean, some of my best friends in Savannah are other photographers and we're constantly referring to each other. And But with these other vendors in particular that aren't photographers, we all are so client focused. And so that's how I really felt like drawn to the people that I picked in this package is I felt like we all had this feeling of like, we love our wedding vendor community. We support each other. We want to promote each other. It's a really cool way to cross promote each other's businesses. So the better my business does right now, the better all those other four vendors businesses do and then vice versa. So we can stay really invested in each other and we can also stay really invested together in helping our clients. So like one of our vendors in the package is Ivory and Bow and they're a florist and wedding planner and dress shop in town, but there are our florists in the package. And they did a post the other day that I feel like really encapsulated exactly what our focus here is, is helping these couples that that's a different feeling about this package than just traditional wedding photography. Like, Yes, as a wedding photographer, to some extent, you know, I'm, I'm helping the couples by providing a service. But in COVID times, when it's very stressful, more stressful than usual for a bride to plan a wedding in 2020, we're able to simplify it so much for them by coming together as this little vendor team to make sure that like, as our little community, we're taking care of these people. They're coming into Savannah. They're hoping for a good experience and they're coming away saying, we didn't have to do anything. It was so easy. Like our bride on Saturday just kept saying, I just sat there all day and everything got handed to me. Like the hair and makeup artist said, just sit here. And then all of a sudden I looked beautiful. And then the flowers arrived and then the cake arrived. And then we got to the park and there you were and you took our pictures. And then the officiant shows up. Like it's so seamless for our couples. And I think that we're able to create that client experience because our community is so tight knit, because I'm genuinely friends with these vendors outside of this package, because we actually care about each other, because we actually care about our clients as a whole. So I think that that's kind of how, how community plays into how this package works. Thank you. I absolutely love that. I think a big theme of this podcast is going to be customer focused. I think a lot of the business owners that I have interviewed and will continue to interview, they focus on the customer first and they really look at it as how can we make their experience amazing by A, like creating these amazing moments and then by B, taking away the pain points. And I think it seems like you've done a great job with this package of really doing both. So kudos on your end. I'm extremely impressed. And the reviews seem like they've been flying in. I love how you feature all of the amazing things that these couples have said. It's just really incredible. 
we've just gotten so lucky with such sweet and supportive couples. And, and it's amazing that they've feel like they've been invested in the success of this package, even from the get go, like the people that are coming in and hiring us, paying us money are excited for us and are, you know, they're excited for the help we're giving them. And they're excited to watch our business grow and watch us kind of pivot in this, you know, crazy time. And I think that that's, you know, from the human interest side of this entire year, we're all looking at each other and thinking, if I can see someone else succeed, like maybe I can too. If if this person can do it, like maybe I'll be okay as well. And so I think we're all kind of mutually invested at this point. And that creates a lot of um, just client investment. Like they're as invested in us as we are in them. And that kind of like mutual connection that we have there is what creates such an incredible experience. That's amazing. And it feels like when you work with these couples that you guys become like besties for life. It's just so fun to see on Instagram. Um, a lot of times, well, we'll say pre-COVID when this was actually, it's all been pre-COVID that these were happening, but you share enough of your life that people know like, Wendy loves the song Despacito. So, uh, you know, there'd be so many, (laughs) you'd be photographing a wedding on a Saturday or on a Friday and there'd be like the, you know, the story of like Despacito coming on and Wendy dancing. And it's just, it's so cool. And and you see how, how, how much you guys get to know each other. And I just think it's so lovely. I feel like you really know your couples. They really know you. And I see that from the exchanges and the gifts that happen. It's just really incredible. And honestly, it's Instagram that I have to thank for that. And it's showing up and putting even the things that feel really mundane and simple can be a point of connection. And so things like I, after a big wedding, I typically have a shower beer, like I'll crack open a shower beer. I always do a story, like whatever random thing I'm drinking before, (laughs) obviously pre getting into the shower. And, um, and for some reason, you know, I, that was such a simple thing that I posted once and it just resonated. People were like, oh, shower beer is the best thing ever. And I started getting presents from my couples of like koozies for the shower. And, you know, people still I haven't even posted a shower beer in a while because it's been a while since I've been shooting such big weddings. And um, I still get people sending me Insta stories when they see something about a shower beer. And yeah, same with Desposito. I have my couples request it at their receptions because they know how it's excited I'll get. And um, even polka dots. Like I honestly, I've loved polka dots probably for like 10 years now. And I don't even know if I would still love them if they hadn't become such a part of my brand. But now, you know, I have couples, uh, one of my elopement couples gave me a polka dot plant. There's actually a plant called a polka dot plant. And they, they pay attention on social media to these little things that I'm saying about my life that feel kind of meaningless. But if you think about it, I, I kind of compare it to reality TV that we get really invested in people's lives because we want to peek into someone else's life and just feel like we're maybe not crazy because we see this person liking this thing or doing this thing or feeling this way. And it just somehow makes the human experience feel like it's okay a little bit. And so I think that that's what happens with my couples is they they see what I share on Instagram and then they feel invested and that builds the trust that then lets them let me do my job the best I can possibly do and lets them feel relaxed enough that I can create truly photos that are their most authentic personalities coming out. That's amazing. And I know we keep going back to social media, but you're just so stinking good at it. (laughs) So for somebody that is uh, admittedly social media inept, (laughs) 
if I were to attempt to, you know, like you've motivated me a few times to be like, okay, I need to do some stories on my business page, a little bit about my life. Like, how would you, is there anything, like, do you have any tips for somebody that just has not been successful at this in the past? Like, how can we feel more comfortable about letting potential customers into a little bit more of the personal side of what we do? Yeah, absolutely. So I always say to start with the five things rule. So pick five things that you're going to share about repeatedly on social media. So it's going to start feeling repetitive to you because you're the one writing them and you're the one thinking about it. But with the algorithm, not everyone is seeing everything that you post. So I always say right off the bat, like, don't worry about posting kind of the same five things over and over. Um, My example would be for me, like, okay, Desposito is a song that I love. So anytime that comes on, I'm going to be posting about it. If something has polka dots, I'm going to be posting about it. I have a pug. So anything pug related, I'm going to post about it. Um, I love Savannah, not just because I live here, but like, I just genuinely love everything about this city. So especially more pre-COVID, I was posting every time I would go out to a restaurant or a rooftop bar and, you know, letting people kind of get a peek into my personal life that way. Um, And then for other people, I would say, think about what you like to do. Like, what are you doing on a regular basis that could be shared? And you may think it feels small or insignificant, but it's a point of connection. You're just trying to create points of connection with people. So, even if someone said, well, I I don't know, I knit in the evenings or something like, great, there's probably like a ton of people that do that as well. And even if they don't, they're still going to feel like they got to know you. Not all of my couples love Desposito or polka dots or have pugs. It's not that I'm always finding people that have that in common with me, but it's them feeling like they know me just through that little slightly insignificant part of my life. And then once you get comfortable with those not such a big deal things to share, that's when you can start deciding where the line is as far as other personal things to share. So I think that line is going to be a little different for everybody. I've, for some reason, I think it's a personality thing. If people follow the Enneagram, I'm a four and we tend to be like more emotional and our, you know, sole motivation is authenticity and being a unique individual and all of that stuff. So I know some of this comes from just my like innate personality type, but Um, I encourage people to share some personal things. You know, there's there's always that line of you don't want to overshare. Like you don't want to necessarily hop on your business page and say you just got in a fight with your husband and like here's why you're mad about it. But maybe it's that a week later you're saying, hey, I had a fight with my husband a week ago and I learned this like really incredible thing about our relationship. And that way you're providing something of substance and giving people a peek into your personal life all at the same time. So um, that would be my main tips is start with the less significant things that are a little easier to share and don't feel as like deeply personal. And then as you start to get more comfortable, start playing with that line of how much, you know, personal, actual personal stuff you want to share. Man, Wendy, I feel like you gave me a step-by-step guide and I'm sitting here going, okay, Christine, you can do this, but it's still super scary. So for the true beginner that on my business page, I've mostly only posted photos and uh, still stories and that's it. So no video. Tell me, where do I go? Like, what do I do now? So I think you've already got a leg up because you are a tour guide and you're used to talking in front of people. So you just have to convert this skill that you already have to video. And what I would say is start with video without you in it. 
and then add yourself in it. So maybe, and I know you guys aren't able to do active tours at the moment, but one example would be if you get back to doing active tours and you're walking through downtown Nashville, get a story of the people, you know, be at the back of the pack, tell everybody, okay, walk in in front of me real quick. I'm going to grab some footage for social media and get everybody opening the door as they're walking in. And you can even kind of get their responses like, oh, like, you know, when you walk into a restaurant, people are like, oh, it's so pretty. Oh, it smells so good. And, you know, kind of get that. Let let them sort of be the stars for the moment. And then you're going to get more used to doing video just by making yourself. It's like a habit, like picking it up every single time and getting some little bit of footage, even if it's not your face. But then start by saying at the very, maybe at the very end of every tour, you're like, guys, we love posting, you know, our groups on social media. Will you do a quick video with me? turn it around, do a selfie with everyone behind you and just be like, guys, how was the tour? Did you love it? And then everyone will be like, oh my God. And then it's that simple. And you didn't even really have to say much, but your face was on the camera. And then once you've kind of like baby stepped up to that, then I think you can, I mean, honestly, if I was you and I was making stories, I would go around to some of these places. I'm sure you eat at some of these restaurants, even when you're not hosting, you know, a tour. And, and in the middle of dinner with your husband, like turn on the camera real quick and be like, guys, we are having the best burger at blah, blah, blah place. And our tip is to get the aioli sauce instead of ketchup, because that is like what really makes this burger. Something as simple as that. And instead of just showing the burger, put your face on it because then people start to feel that connection with you. You're not just a random person. You're Christine and you live in Nashville and you genuinely eat at these places and people will, they'll feel that connection to you. I love that. Oh my gosh. You make it sound so easy. I'm like, oh, of course I could do that. I talk (laughs) about food in Nashville all the time, all day long. And that's all you've got to do is think about what you talk about all day long anyway. And one tip that I would have, because I know when you're not actually getting to do your actual job right now because COVID, and I was in that position, you know, in the spring where I was used to going out all the time and showing Savannah and showing, you know, behind the scenes of weddings and things like that. I had to take it back to just like, okay, what am I doing every day? And it ended up being a lot more of Winston and the garden that I was doing in my backyard and my new house and things like that. So people still got that personal connection. So for you, think about what it is you do all day long, whether it's, you know, pets or something with your husband or the walk you go on in your neighborhood every night or something like that. And, and you can even tie it into your business. Like, oh, you know, my husband and I were just walking down through the neighborhood and we have this super exciting idea for when we do get to do tours again, we want to add this in, or we want to change this, or I was practicing my tour as we walked because I don't want to get out of practice, things like that. So just giving people an insight into, you know, what's happening with you guys behind the scenes during COVID. And I don't know if I started following someone who was a tour guide right now and I they kind of took me through what it looked like and I knew the behind the scenes of how this year had been, I would feel really invested in taking their tour as soon as I could, as soon as that was a, a possibility again. So you've got this incredible time to like garner warm leads essentially that are just waiting for the moment when they get to take a tour with you. So that's what I would focus on right now. Man, Wendy, I love that. I'm embarrassed to tell you that on my business page, pages, I've been radio silent, like nothing since March. 
So I'm committing to you officially, like on air, on the podcast. I'm going to work on this. So by the time this airs, you know, you'll see more personal stuff up at a little local flavor. And just hop on there and tell people that. Say, hey, this is why I've been radio silent and I'm back. And I'm experimenting and, you know, then people start to feel really invested in your journey and it'll be great. I'm proud of you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, thank you. You'll have to let me know how it goes. Well, here's one more question. All right. And this is maybe for me, but I always feel like if I feel this way that like there's got to be other people that do, I may be a little bit of a perfectionist. So how do I get over, like, how do I get over that? Like, okay, shoot, I stumbled over my words or this picture isn't perfect or I don't have makeup on today. How do I get over that? So I think the beauty of social media is that there's areas of social media that I would recommend being a perfectionist. And then there's areas where I would say, you got to let that go. So for example, my grid, like my photo grid on Instagram, I am still very careful that that is, you know, I'm thoughtful about which photo I post next, that all looks good and looks cohesive, matters a little bit more for a photographer than it would, you know, a tour guide company. But I still recommend that people make sure their photos are professional looking, that they're good quality, et cetera. So that makes you, you know, communicate your professionalism in the photos. But then Insta stories and Reels now and TikTok and all these other kind of platforms are great places where you don't have to be as polished. And that's where you sort of let people in. So the your grid is kind of your handshake and first impression. And then what happens on Insta stories is like what happens when you're sitting on the couch with somebody. So that's how I like to think about it. So I would say, let your perfectionist tendencies take over when you're working on your grid, when you're talking about your website, when you're talking about like genuine content that you're putting out, when it comes to the behind the scenes, personal goodness, just, just practice. It's, it's literally a matter of just getting on there and seeing what happens. And sometimes I record things five times before I post them because I'm flubbing it so bad that it would like not even be helpful. And then other times I stumble over my words and stories all the time, or I can't flip the camera around and it's like an awkward end to it. But people want to see a human, you know, they, they don't want to hire someone who's so perfect that they're going to make them feel bad about themselves. They want to hire someone that is a human and flubs things and doesn't wear makeup every single day and doesn't, which is fine. Some people I know do wear makeup every day and that is awesome for them, but I am not one of those people. So if I didn't show up on Insta stories on the days I didn't have makeup on, I would be losing a big opportunity to talk to people. So instead of letting that hold me back, I just hop on there however I look. <laughs> so you can do it. I love that. And you're just so real and so so authentic. So <laughs> really, truly, if anybody has enjoyed this interview as much as I have, please follow Wendy. You will learn a ton just by seeing what she does. I mean, it really, all of these things sound so simple when she talks about it here on the interview. And truly, it is magic on her Instagram. Like, that sounds really crazy. But you'll see. Anyway, follow her so that you can see because she's always posting stuff. And it's amazing. I can tell you that outside of my immediate family, you're like first on my story. Oh, that's the biggest compliment. Thank you. (laughs) It is so fun. I love it. All right, Wendy, I feel like I would be missing a huge opportunity if I didn't talk about TikTok. You are so good at leaning into these new platforms, and I know that you leaned pretty hard into TikTok during COVID, and you have three videos that have over a million views. Like, what the heck? That's amazing. So tell me, 
What do I need to know about TikTok? Okay, so TikTok is its own crazy world of, on social media. And yes, during quarantine, when I didn't have a whole lot to do besides watch Tiger King, I decided, what the heck, I'm just going to try TikTok and see what happens. And the beauty of trying a new platform is you start with zero followers, which means there is no pressure and you can just create to a very, very tiny audience at first. So while you're not great at it, that's fine because there's only like 10 people watching you and it's not a big deal. And then as you get better at it because you learn it and you it's trial and error, then your followers start to grow. And so I feel like I got to kind of like grow my following at the same time as growing my ability to do TikTok all at the same time. Um, and I the advice that I took, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V is someone that I follow really closely. He's like a marketing guru and he, he is an investor in TikTok, but he also is very good and he's investing in it because he sees these opportunities on social media. And so I kind of pay attention to what he says. And his advice was get on TikTok and just watch at first. Don't even bother creating, or if you do just play around with it, but don't, don't stress about being like the top creator right away. Just get on and watch it because it has its own culture. And it's very different from Instagram, very different from Facebook. It will make zero sense to you when you first log in because you're like, why is everybody doing the same dance? Or why is this song being used over and over? But it's a culture to the platform that you have to kind of learn. So he said, get on and observe, just passively observe for a while. And then once you start to understand it, start creating, start participating. And that's exactly what I did um, during that time in quarantine. And it's kind of crazy how quickly it worked. And yeah, I think it's only two videos that are over a million, but I've got a couple more and like the hundreds of thousands of views. Um, and my following grew pretty quickly along with those. And it's just been really fun. It's such a cool way to combine the video and photo um, kind of outlets all in one platform. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. So Wendy, I always like to end our interviews with a question that takes us back to the focus, which is customer experience. Do you have any tips on how to create a customer experience that feels authentic to you, the business owner? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it kind of starts with making sure that your brand as a whole is authentic to you as a business owner. So that goes back to all of those little personal things I was talking about on Instagram that, you know, rather than trying to post things I think people want to see, I'm posting my actual life of, you know, my dog and the new couch I got delivered and that I just got a Peloton and things like that. And then, you know, to use Ivory and Bow, our florist and the package as an example as well, the owner of that that company loves dinosaurs. So there's like gold dinosaurs all throughout their wedding dress shop. You know, these things that maybe you look at and go, what? Does that really make sense? And it's like, yes, it makes sense because it's authentic to the owner of that business. So I would say the way that you create an authentic customer experience is you start with your brand and you start with how can you be the most authentic version of your own personal brand. And then that extends to the customer experience. You can 
take the pieces of that brand and really think through every step of the experience. So mine in particular, I send a gift after an elopement. So I use Greetable, which if no one's used Greetable before, it's the best thing ever. It's an online um, gifting service. So you can go in and you can pick the packaging and it's this cute little gift and you can upload photos to this little cube that they package around the gift. And um, so I send that out and it's got, you know, my brand colors and it's got something, I pick a gift that I feel like goes along with the personality of my brand. And then the language that I use in that note that's in it is authentic to my brand. I use the word lovely a lot. I use the word magical a lot, the word whimsical. Like those are very purposeful things that I repeat because that's authentic to my brand. That's authentic to the things that I love and what I find special about Savannah and about weddings. And so I let that kind of trickle all the way through the customer experience. So I think that's my big recommendation would be start with the personal brand and make sure that's authentic and then start looking at all the little spots throughout your client experience that you can infuse your brand into it. I love that. And, you know, I thought that was a question that felt very unique to you. And I'm so glad that you answered it because I completely agree. I think that when you put yourself into your business, your customers see that and they see that, oh my gosh, like this is why apartment B photography is so much different than all of these other photographers. And then same for us. Like this is why a little local flavor food tours is different than the other 150 food, 150 tours in Nashville. And uh, when you can stand out because people fall in love with you and they see themselves in your brand, then that's just another like kind of notch in your belt and it really builds the trust. Exactly. I think it's about personalizing every little piece of how your company interacts with people. Um, Even something as small as an Instagram caption, you know, you could, for mine in particular, if I posted a couple that was hugging on the wedding day, I could just say, what a cute couple. Can't wait to share more. But that's really generic. And that could be about any couple from any photographer. And instead, I'll say something like, it was such a magical afternoon. The sunset was incredible. The Savannah Oaks were really showing off that day. Something that you know really brings in all these pieces of my brand, that it's magical, that it's in Savannah, etc. And then also things about the couple themselves, like their vows were some of the sweetest I've ever heard. And I couldn't help but tear up behind the camera because, you know, I loved what they were saying, etc. And then it goes from being like a generic photo with no feeling really behind it to like this entire story that, you know, is built around both my brand and the people that are in front of the camera. So I think, and you can take that to any business, you know, for someone like you that does, you know, food tours, you could post a picture of a hamburger and just be like best hamburger in Nashville. And that's great. And like someone might care about that, but if it was like, this is my favorite hamburger because I really love that it comes with sweet potato fries instead of real fr- or regular fries. Or I really love that they put bacon on it or this cheese. I've never seen a burger with this kind of cheese on it before. And it really makes it all of a sudden they're like, oh, like there's more to this, you know? And, and especially with a, as a food person, I feel like whatever your favorite food is, if there's something that you owe it, that you're like so stoked to try, like that is what will connect people with you. If they're like, oh, she gets sweet potato fries at every single restaurant and she ranks them and like we know which ones are her favorite or maybe it's a drink, like your favorite kind of beer that you always get with a certain kind of meal. And, you know, that I think that kind of 
extra level of detail makes, in your case, your customers that are then going to trust you for food advice feel that much more invested in who you are as a person and as a company. I love that. Man, Wendy, you're incredible. It has been an absolute honor talking to you today. Thank you for taking an hour and a half of your day on a Monday, crazy Monday, to talk to me and to talk to my listeners and to really spread your wisdom. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And I've loved getting to know you on Instagram. And I'm just so excited we could have this little chat. Me too. And you'll get to learn more on yes. Instagram, right? Yes. Because I made that commitment. So exactly. it'll be out there. Yes. Well, thank you so much. All right. What did you think, guys? That was incredible, right? So good. I am so thrilled that Wendy took time out of her day to not only teach me, but teach you guys how to show up more authentically on social media. And I sure hope that the content was valuable. Hopefully there are others out there that are just as camera shy and social media shy as I am. And Wendy really proved that we don't have to be. And that brings me to a really exciting announcement. I am launching the Five Star Experience group on Facebook. I really thought it was going to be important for business owners to have a place to create community during this time. So I went ahead and started a group on Facebook. It is live this morning, and I hope that you join us there. That's going to be a great place to ask me questions that I can answer both in the group and on the podcast, and for you to ask questions that other business owners can answer especially during this time of COVID, I think it's more important than ever for businesses to be in community with each other, for businesses to join together and really help each other out. Because some of the questions that you have or some of the questions that I have might be something that you can answer or somebody else can answer. So instead of struggling alone, let's really build and grow together. I know that there is something that I can learn from every single business owner. So please join us. You can find our group on Facebook. If you search Five Star Experience, it should show right up. And I would love for you to join me. Last but not least, here are today's takeaways. Number one, focus on the client and make them feel like they are the only one that you are working with. Number two, people need to trust you before they will buy from you. Number three, Sometimes the worst thing that could happen to you turns out to be a blessing in disguise and ends up being the best thing that ever happened to you. Number four, use this downtime to try something new. Number five, can you collaborate with similar businesses in your area to create a new offering that solves a pain point for your customers? Number six, pick five things that you want to share about repeatedly on social media. This will create points of connection for your followers. Number seven, give your clients a behind the scenes of your business. Number eight, creating an authentic experience starts with creating an authentic personal brand. Then try to infuse your brand into your client experience. Personalize every little piece of how your company interacts with people. That's all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I really hope to see you in our Facebook group, Five Star Experience. I will see you next week, and in the meantime, go be exceptional.